Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. My soul says this beautiful morning. Lord, I say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Thank you for bringing me again into your presence. Thank you because I can say, Abba, Father, this morning, I can give praise to my God and my Creator. I can worship the one who is the maker of heaven and earth. I can worship the one who gave me breath in my nostrils. Thank you, precious Lord. We give you all the praise this morning because there is none like you worthy of praise and glory and honor and adoration. No one else is worthy to be magnified, O God. We worship you this morning because you are the one who upholds all things. Scripture says, by the word of your power, Scripture says everything in creation holds in place because of the word of your power. We worship you because you are the one who is the ancient of days. You are the one who is from everlasting to everlasting. Lord, you will be forever. So we give you glory, precious Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, as we spend this time in your presence to read our Bibles again this morning, we ask, Lord, that you will speak to us once again. Let your words fill our hearts again this morning and let your name be glorified in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Ayenike. We resume our study, commentary, and reading of the New Testament. Uh, my apologies, we didn't take this yesterday. Yes, we stopped on Mark chapter 12, and that's where we'll continue today. A big thank you to everyone taking our time to hear, listen to the word of God this morning. Thank you to everyone who called in to check why we didn't have a, uh, a session yesterday. Thank you very much. And a big thank you to everyone uh, joining in for the first time today. God bless you. Hallelujah. All right. So we were reading Mark chapter 12. Uh, we went a bit far. We'll conclude Mark chapter 12 today. Um, you might want to go back and listen to the first part. Mark chapter 12, we actually took the parable of the evil farmers and we were able to see who the evil farmers were and the owner of the farm. And then the son, of course, we know that the son that the owner of the farm eventually sent, we know is Jesus himself. And then we discuss on taxes for Caesar and how Jesus said they should give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. There was no, yes, there was no uh, need for any fight here. 
In other words, there was they were not able to trap Jesus to get him to say anything that the Roman government would would arrest him for. And then we looked at this discussion on the resurrection, how Jesus says that God is the God of the living and not the dead. To God, even those who have passed away are still alive. And sincerely, they are still alive. And we concluded with the most important commandment. What is the most important commandment? We said it is love. All right. So today we'll take the two last topics that you have in in uh, chapter 12, the widow's offering, and then whose son is the Messiah. You know, because the Pharisees had been disturbing Jesus so much, I think Jesus was just looking for something to silence them. All right, please get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. Let's read Mark chapter 12 from verse 35 this morning. It says, later, as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple, he asked, he asked, why do the teachers of religious law claim that the Messiah is the son of David? They've been saying it, of course, right, left, and center. The teachers of religious law, many of them were Pharisees. Okay, they are the elders. He asks a simple question, why do the the religious teachers or um, the elders claim that the Messiah is the son of David. For David himself, speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. Now, we are going to come and we are going to come and discuss discuss this later. This is Psalm one one ten, verse one. That's in the Old Testament. Okay, so Jesus tells them, why does David say this? Why does David say, the Lord said to my Lord, sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. Say, so since David himself called the Messiah my Lord, how can the Messiah be his son? How can the Messiah be his son? The large crowd listened to him with great delight. Okay, so, um, sincerely, when, if you look at the parallel, when Jesus asked this question, he actually asked the Pharisees. <laughs> and then they could, of course, he silenced them. They could not answer. But what I want us to draw out from, from the question Jesus asked this morning is how to see Jesus in the Old Testament. Okay, so obviously the the teachers of religious law had been preaching that verse, they have been teaching that verse, and they never realized that it was talking about the Messiah. It was talking about the Christ. It was talking about Jesus. Okay, so it is very important because especially one of the arguments that Unitarians and Trinitarians will argue about is how the name of Jesus just shows up in the New Testament and we are supposed to just change the tradition of everything that we have in the Old Testament, everything that we have in the Old Testament and quickly transition into what Jesus was now giving us in the New Testament. To them, to the Unitarians, it looks like 
a, a creation, a figment of some people's imagination. Okay, and they they ask for proofs. Now, one of the ways to show to show because I do not really believe there is much that we are arguing about. Really, sincerely, one of the ways to show that Jesus, okay, did not just appear on the scene. Is mentioned in the Old Testament. It might not have been mentioned by name, but Jesus is telling them that when David was talking here, when David was speaking by the Spirit of God, he was talking about me. When Isaiah said that he saw the throne of God and saw the Messiah, he saw the Christ sitting on the throne. He was talking about Jesus. He wasn't talking about the Father. So you see Jesus again and again mentioned in the Old Testament. So he is not just the figment of some people's imagination. He said the large crowd listened to him with great delight. And Jesus also taught, beware of these teachers of religious law. For they like to parade around in flowing robes and receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplace. There were many things uh, these teachers did not know. And there was no problem, okay? Yes, now, just be humble. But of course, they were very proud. They were filled with pride. They wanted to be the institution who had the sole right to the truth. And here, Jesus was totally embarrassing them. Jesus said, look, they go around parading themselves in flowing robes and, uh, and receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplace. And how they love the seats of honor in the synagogues and the head table at banquet. Yes, yet they shamelessly, they shamelessly cheat widows out of their property and then pretend to be pious by making long prayers in public. Because of this, they will be more severely punished. Hi. Okay, so big lessons for us. You see, these people were using their position to oppress the people. Yes, the teachers of religious law. Jesus talked about them. He said they have huge burdens. They put huge burdens on people's shoulders. They block the way for people to enter the kingdom of God and they themselves, they will not enter. Okay, but that was what they, they, they felt they could do with the power they had. Whereas they should have used their power. Jesus said, those of us who want to be leaders, we must be the servant. Look at the Korban, for example. The Korban where they allow people not to take care of their parents as long as they have made vows in the temple. Imagine that. Okay, so we must be very careful with the way we use our positions and we interpret the word of God. Hallelujah. All right, our last topic is the widow's offering. See, Jesus sat, verse 41, Jesus sat near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. The crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large, large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two coins. The, the question I want to ask this morning is what was Jesus doing there? <laughs> what was Jesus doing there? Monitoring what people were, people were giving. 
But I think Jesus was trying to teach us a lesson, not because he just he just wanted to know what each person was given in the temple so that he could praise those who gave more than others. No, you could see here that even those who gave more, he said they gave less than this poor widow. Then the poor widow came and dropped in two small coins, just two small coins. Jesus called Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all. She has given more than all the others who are making contributions. How is that even possible? Two small coins weighed heavier or was counted more than bags. Some people, I'm sure some people were dropping in bags of coin. Jesus says she has given more than all the others who were making contributions. Why? He says, for they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. She gave everything. When you look at what she has and what she has been and what she gave, then you know she gave more than everyone else. So the way giving works, your giving is measured by what you have been given. What God has given you, what you have, what you now give out of that is what, it's what determines the measure of your giving. So it is not comparing ourselves against each other. That's not what counts. That is not what counts. What counts here, what counts here is that you are giving out of the largeness of your heart. You are giving out of what God has given you. And Jesus, of course, Jesus again taught somewhere. He says, the measure to which we give, it will be given back to us. Good measures pressed down, shaken together. Men will hard to us. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that men will hard plenty to you in Jesus' mighty name. All right, so let's, let's conclude our discussion here, our discussion here this morning, but I think there are big lessons for us to learn. We'll take, we'll take Mark chapter 13 tomorrow, even though I'm tempted for us to take a little part of Mark chapter 13, being that it has 38 chapters. But let's stay, let's stay with our Mark chapter 12 today. We've concluded this chapter and the lessons here. First of all, let's learn, let's draw, let's draw out our lessons now. Now, from the poor widow, we learn something. She gave, gave out of, she almost gave everything she had. Jesus, let me read the specific words of Jesus. Jesus said, for they gave a tiny part of their portion of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. She literally gave everything. The question is, what will she then live on? But you see, the way God works, aha, God will ensure that she is provided for. She gives, Jesus says, others will give to her. Men will give to her. Okay, but this is how we measure giving. When you give, don't measure yourself against others. Because each person, the way God measures our giving we should be giving out of what we have been given. They gave out of their surplus, but she gave everything that she had. Big lessons. 
The second lesson we took away from today is that we must always look at Jesus, read the Old Testament in light of Jesus. Jesus is mentioned again and again in the Old Testament. Unitarians, please listen this morning. Unitarians, listen this morning. Jesus is mentioned again and again in the Old Testament. If you will just look, Isaiah talked about him. Jeremiah talked about him. David talked about him. All the prophets, Joel, Zephaniah, Zechariah, they all talked about him. If you will only pay attention. Okay? So we can be confident here discussing, talking about the Messiah. He said David was saying, was talking about 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 Jesus he said the lord said to my lord sit in the place of honor at my right hand until i humble your enemies beneath your feet psalm 110 verse 1 we know that that event will eventually happen right it will eventually happen david was literally seen into thousands of years into the future the messiah was going to come and then die eventually and is dead having presented a sacrifice dying on the cross and then presented a sacrifice as the atonement for the sins of mankind this scripture would then be fulfilled the lord said to my lord sit in the place of honor at my right hand until i humble your enemies beneath your feet we must always be able to see Jesus in the Old Testament, in light of the Old Testament, we must always be able to see that he fulfills the Messiah, the Christ fulfills the Old Testament. Hallelujah. All right. Can we just begin to give God praise this morning as we go and thank him for our lessons this morning. Father, we thank you for the things we have learned again this morning. Help us to see Jesus just the way you are. Help us to see you the way you are today. Lord, help us to see you when we read the Old Testament. Yes, Lord, we pray this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. Help us to see that you are beyond the figment of some people's imagination. Lord, you are not the creation of some people. You are not the creation of Paul, the creation of Peter and the apostles. Yes, Lord, even the Old Testament spoke about you. So, Father, we ask, Lord, give us a revelation, a revelation of Jesus in the Old Testament, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we pray this morning, teach us to give, teach us to give like this widow. Give us the courage, the boldness to give out of what you have given us. Give everything out of what you have given us. We give you all the praise this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.